Happy March, everybody, and welcome to the cutest Mad Men podcast on all of the internet, Made Man, where today I just watched Season 7, Episode 7 of Mad Men, Waterloo. Ooh, this episode was very full, like a lot of stuff happened. But before we get into it, why don't we take a moment to hear from today's sponsor. Oh, what a wonderful sponsor. Thank you for listening to that. So, Waterloo. This episode felt like a season finale because it kind of was. So this is season seven of episode season episode seven of season seven, but it was also the kind of the the end of the first half. Like season eight didn't come for like the following year. They really spaced this out, and I figured this out unfortunately because of Netflix because they give you these little thumbnails of the of the episodes and you see season se- uh, episode seven of. Uh, Waterloo. Then you see episode eight, and in episode eight, Roger's got this big ass mustache, and I'm like, "What is going on?" You couldn't help but see it, and you're like, "Oh, obviously, some time has passed." Wait a second, and then I so I did look it up and saw that episode eight is, uh, you know, the second half of the final season of Mad Men. But at least we don't have to wait once. You, we, we're gonna get right into that next weekend. But first, let's talk about this action-packed episode. Waterloo. Um, I looked up Waterloo as a metaphor. I did this too. And it said, you know, when someone finally meets their defeat, their demise, their ending. And it almost felt like this was going to be Don Draper's Waterloo. Um, But then at one point I thought, is this going to be Jim Cutler's Waterloo? And if it's just talking about the demise or the end of something, well... We know what that is. Uh, this episode opens up with the Apollo 11 mission, the man on the moon t- taking off. And you you forget, or at least I forget, because to me this is just a historical thing. This is just something that has always been part of the lexicon of the world. But when my parents were whatever, I don't know, what is this year? 1968, 69? So my parents are like 20 years old. They're watching this, the whole world is watching this and um, of course the whole episode is kind of like given this backdrop I love when these episodes give the backdrop of real historical moments that are essentially given to the world through television and that's what this was and it started with the liftoff the the rocket taking off from Houston and um Whereas they're watching it with uh, Bert Cooper. And seeing how this episode went, um, I, I just went back and like rewatched the opening. And he looked so happy, like such a smile on his face, a giddy smile, that, that this spaceship was taken off. Um, <clears throat> someone who wasn't that into flying is uh, Mr. Ted Shaw. Now, I don't know when this happened, but... Ted, like, wasn't he just in the last episode or a couple episodes ago, the one with Peggy, he's like, oh yeah, Peggy, let, let, 
let Don do Burger Chef. He's there on the phone. And um, all of a sudden in this episode, he seems to have decided to be a burnout. So I feel like, was that earned? Like, when I say that, I mean, where did this come from? Like, we didn't see this slow demise happening. I feel like all of a sudden we see Ted burnt out. So that that little tiny tidbit is like, it's, I want to say it bothered me a little bit. But um, the guy, I mean, I'm still a Ted fan, and seeing him burn out is even a little interesting. <laughs> he, um, he, he likes flying his plane, and he's up there with the sun-kissed people. And he just decides to uh, turn the plane off. Like, he's real cocky to them. And he's like, oh, don't you, you know, it makes you feel like death. And he really bothered them to the point where they complained about him. He he just turned the engine off for a little bit. And then the next scene, we see Jim Cutler talking to Ted. And you just see Ted kind of in the California office. Pete's back in New York complaining, like really getting pissed off. And Ted's just sitting there uh, drinking and watching TV, and I thought it was interesting. I, th- I almost, I think, he wasn't even watching the, um, the man, the space mission. Now maybe it wasn't on constantly. I- I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't on all day, every day, 24 hours. So it could be wrong, but I just noticed, like, it looks like he's watching some kind of soap opera or something. But he's drinking, and he just wants to get completely out of this. He wants to leave the company. He doesn't want to do this anymore, and uh, that comes into play later so it's almost like did this happen because so that what would happen later makes more sense but Ted's just drinking and chilling he doesn't want to deal with people anymore um and then we get I I have to tell you I have the episode on in the background so it kind of helps me to remember what I'm doing here uh because it's late Sunday night and uh, I apologize for, for waiting so long to get this episode up but um Lou you know Lou this is when for, um, Lou comes into the office and he's pissed off about um, the cigarettes. It looks like they lost the cigarette account. Um, or it looks like they're taking commander cigarettes. The commander, I think, whatever. They're taking those cigarettes into, back into the, the parent company. So it's like, yeah, that's too bad. But um, Lou is still pissed that, that Don swept in and, uh, and um, kind of disturbed the meeting. And Lou's like, I have 10 years tobacco experience and... It's all, you know, been crapped away. And Cutler just yells at him. He goes, he says, um, you're a hired gun here. You have no say. Get back to work. And you can see that Lou is just kind of like really annoyed by this. Um, over at the Francis house, they seem to be having friends over. Um, there is, uh, I'm going to guess, Henry's friend and his family. Or no, actually, maybe it's Betty's friend because they know she knows Don. So... Betty's friend and her family. Uh, She's got two boys, a young kind of nerdy boy, and then an older kind of jock, cool dude. Um, The nerdy boy wants, you know, the nerdy boy. The the nerdy-ish boy is more interested in telescopes, um, and you think he's all excited about the space and everything. And um, he runs off with Bobby to uh, go look at Bobby's telescope. But the, um, the older boy, the cool stud, he sees um, Sally, and Sally sees him, and she's like, va da va voom she, um, she goes to help him with his bags, and he's like, no, I'll, I'll carry him, I'll carry him. She's like, no, don't worry, I have muscles. You could see that, or at least I could assume that um, 
she's smitten with um with this young young stallion. And the mom, which is interesting, is played by Kelly Martin. I almost want to get this story out of the way. So why don't we just get this story out of the way? So Kelly Kelly is it mean Kelly Martin, right? She was on um um Life Goes On, she was on ER. Uh she's been around for a while. So she um, there's another scene where they're kind of eating around the kitchen table and the kid, the, the stud boy comes down without a shirt on. And my first thought was, uh Oh, Betty's going to get in trouble with this va 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 young stallion. Um, but he, he's, um, the mother's like, go put some clothes on. And, um, he's, I guess, heading to the pool and then Sally comes down and she looks different. Her hair's all done up. She's wearing makeup. She's a lifeguard at the pool. Um, she's like, I can't eat because I can't wait for an hour. <laughs> that old thing where if you, you after you eat, you have to wait an hour before going swimming. Yeah, I um, my in-laws um, for many years lived in a house with a pool. And I never um, let that uh, hour rule stop me from eating or swimming. I guess it was more floating, but... Um, so even Betty's like, oh, um, you're, oh, she, she goes, oh, your, your daughter's so pretty. She's turning into you. And she's like, oh, she's even prettier than today than usual. She never wears lipstick to the pool. So that's where you make it seem like she's doing, she's getting herself all dolled up for this big muscular dude. Um, and then the woman, the mother, the wife, the friend asks, like, oh, do you see Don anymore? She's like, no, I just think of him as an old boyfriend. Um, and the woman said, like, I don't even know how I married, what's his name, her husband, right in front of her nerdy son, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I feel like not a lot happens with the rest of the Francis family. Like, during the, um, like, a lot, again, as this whole kind of um, thing revolves around the uh, moon landing, they're all hanging out with the friends all around the TV at night, watching the moon landing. Um, Don's at a hotel. We'll get there for the moon landing. He calls um, Sally later. Says it's pretty cool, huh? And um, uh, she's like, oh, it's such a waste of time. He's like, don't be that way. Do you want your brothers to be that way? She's like, no, I guess not. See, while they were watching TV, that young, the, the, the cooler brother, the cooler friend, was like, this is $25 billion while there are people starving in this world. Um, he, you know, he was cynical and then Sally got cynical with uh, Don and Don's like, you know, don't be that way. You want your brothers to be that way? She's like, no, I guess not. And then later on she goes out and um, she sees the nerdy boy out with a telescope um, and she goes out for a cigarette and she's like, oh, you just don't you know, you won't say anything if I'm smoking. He's like, smoking causes cancer. And that gets her to stop for a second. And then he shows her the telescope. Show, she's like, why aren't you in there watching TV? He's like, I don't, I don't want to hear from the TV. I don't want to hear what they have to say. There's so many more interesting things to look at instead of just whatever that, you know, the images on the TV. So he was more like, I want to actually look at the stars. And he's looking at the stars. He's showing Sally the stars through the telescope. And then Sally kisses him. And right when he kisses him, he's like the nerdy one. Um, he says, what do I do now? And then his mother yells and it's, it's past your bedtime. So he runs into the house and Sally just stays out there and has a smoke. 
Um, so I, I was thinking about that. Like, you think she is interested in the older brother, but then she kisses the younger brother. Or she just felt something in that moment. Then I'm thinking, oh, wait, does the older brother remind her of her her dad too much? I don't know. All these things. All these things. But it was kind of brief. And that was it, right? That was the only... That was, we don't see them for the rest of the time. And um, so for the quote-unquote fall finale or whatever you want to call this, the, uh, the, the first half finale, not much happens in the Francis household. They're just kind of there. A little character development. Um, a little, you know, just like some moments, but nothing else, nothing really important. So I'm going to leave them. We're not going to talk about the Francis's anymore. Goodbye, Francis's. Goodbye. Um, so meanwhile, it's Sterling Cooper and partners. The big thing, of course, besides everyone distracted by the moon landing is Burger Chef. Burger Chef, Burger Chef, Burger Chef. Um, and they kind of have this whole thing planned out. This is the, They have their whole idea of what they want to do planned out. Where um, Pete does some introductions, then he tells a joke, then he passes it off to Harry, who also has a joke. And they're like, no, you don't. And then Harry passes it off to, um, to Peggy, who gives a few things, says a few nice things, and then passes it on to Don, who brings it home. I also... Before we get there, um, I also thought before they got to that, it was it was pretty funny. They just very subtly talked about Harry getting a divorce because again, you know Harry's you know, Harry's trash, and he's like, oh, you know, she wants to wait for the partnership to come through uh, before getting a divorce. He hasn't signed his partnership left yet. I don't know if there were some details that he hadn't figured out why he hadn't signed yet, which is awesome later on. Um, but he's like, oh, she probably she wants to wait for the money to come in. He goes, done. Um, you you have experience with this. Like, what what do I do? He goes, just just sign it and get it over with. Just do whatever you know. They, that's what Don just like get it over with. Um, but they give the little speech. They give their little uh, you know, they kind of plan the whole thing, and it's just like they're ready. They're ready to roll, but they're all worried because it's like if this all goes to hell if um if they don't if the men on the moon. The, the Apollo 11 um, doesn't, um, if like some, God forbid something bad happens with them, they have to scrap this whole thing, which I didn't quite understand the entire time. So later on, they brought up that it's like, you know, we have to, I have to pitch to guys who, you know, people who are interested in putting men on the moon, I have to pitch to them about Burger Chef. Did I miss something? Is Burger Chef owned by NASA or is there some kind of connection or are these just like guys who it's just the national pride of, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't understand how it worked, like how, why there was a connection, if there was a connection or if it was more just like national pride and, 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 um, you know, just the morale if would go down if anything happened or there is some sort of connection between the burger chef people and the astronauts. I didn't. I didn't get it. Um, I, I almost want to look it up to see if there, what was going on with that. Um, but anyway, Peggy heads home and she's getting work done. She looks like she's getting some ceilings put in or something. I don't know if she's getting an air conditioner. I don't know how it works, but she's there. And this was interesting because there was a, a, um, 
a young man there, young strapping lad, who <coughs> ooh, there's a whistle in my throat. Oh my god, there it is again. Um, so he's working on the house. He's not the usual guy. And she's like, "Oh, where's he?" He's like, "Oh, he had to step out, so I'm helping." Um, he and then he's like, "But don't worry, your son was really nice." She's like, "My son," and it's the uh, the little boy from upstairs. She's like, "Oh, oh, he's not my son. He's my neighbor." He's like, "Oh." Um, the kid just comes down to watch TV all the time and spend time with Peggy. Uh, and the guy's like, here, here's my number in case there are any odd jobs or if anything comes up. She's like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I think there will be an odd job that comes up if you know what I mean. And I mean sex. At least that's my thinking. Um, so back in the office, um, it's funny. There's a real, there's a just a small moment. You know, Ginsburg's gone, which sucks because Rizzo, Stan, and, and Ginsburg together were um, were awesome. Just they just the, just the yin and the yang. Now there's Stan and that other guy, and I, I still and I will never know his name. I don't know his name, and it took me a while to remember Stan's name. Um, I don't know this guy's name. He's just the other kind of schlub in the office, and they're worried about. They're talking about the moon landing because who isn't? And they, you realize they don't even know what the moon's made of. They don't know what the consistency is. They don't know what the, um, like, what, like, you know, Stan's like, what if they step in it and they sink? And the whole thing's made of quicksand. Now, while this goes on, there's actually the first big moment in this episode. Like, big moment. Which also was, with some levity, was pretty funny. Uh, Don's secretary, I don't remember her name. She's kind of the ditzy one who was the front desk receptionist, the blonde-haired lady. She's like, I got the, we got this something in the mail. I want to show it to you. Please, you know, got some sensitive information I need to talk to you about. She brings him in. He sits him down on his own sofa and says, what is this? I saw this. What's going on? And she got a letter that he was in breach of contract. And he, um, she's like, are you going to be fired? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Um, she goes, they went through the lawyers. They, they didn't even tell me. And she kisses him and says, I'll be your strength. And she kisses him. He's like, what do you want me to do? He goes, I want you to get my lawyer on the phone and we can't do this. Um, so that was just, that was interesting. But I loved, I kind of loved how Don went about this. He just was like, "You? oh, really? Breach contract? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to mess around. He walks right into Jim Cutler's office and oh, Jim's meeting with somebody. He's like, "Oh, I'm very sorry. Don's used to just barging in on meetings he's not invited to." And Jim's like, "Don's like, you th you think you can take my own company from me?" Um, and Jim's like, "You're in breach of contract. It's very simple. You what you did." Uh, but it turns out Jim did this without besides behind anybody everybody's back. Joan didn't know about it. Uh, Pete didn't know about it. Roger didn't know about it. Bert didn't know about it. And um, Harry's like, what about me? He's like, you're not a partner yet. Get out of here, which was awesome. Um, and then Don's like, well, Pete, uh, Roger was pissed off about it. He's like, what the hell is this? His name was on the thing. And he um, he, he was like, this is, you know, trash. Pete's like, are you kidding me? We need, we have Burger Chef coming up and we, we need him on this. You know, he, he, you can see Pete still loves Don for what he does creatively, at least. And, um. They're like, um, Don's like, fine, let's have, oh, Roger's like, fine, let's have a vote right now. Let's have a vote. We're the, we're, they're the partners. Let's have a vote. All in favor of, um, of keeping, all in favor of keeping, firing Don. And, um, 
Jim Cutler raises his hand, and Joan raises her hand. And then all in favor of keeping him, and, or whatever it was, the yay and the nay, and um, Pete, Bert, and Roger, and Don obviously voted to keep Don. And you could see the look on Don's face when he saw Joan uh, raise her hand. And then afterwards, Roger's like, you know, did you know about this? She's like, no. He goes, why did you vote with Jim? Because I'm tired of, of Don costing me money. Don Draper is the only one in that office who went to Joan to try to stop her from, you know, having sex with a guy to save the company, having sex with a guy to get them a car, a car, um, having sex with a guy to get her a partnership. Um, that's what, that's what, um, he's like, I don't know what Joan has against Don. If she only knew that Don was there to try to, you know, maybe he came to her house and said, you don't have to do this. Please don't do this. After she'd already done it, um, which was an awesome episode and an awesome way of storytelling. I feel so long ago. But the fact that Joan did this, I'm like, Ugh. but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Don is the bad guy. Even though you're rooting for him, he's not a good person. He tries to be a good person and he fails. He hasn't always done the right thing for business even. And it's like Joan has had a rough time of it and she deserves um, something good. And it's like, can I begrudge her for voting this way? I don't know. It just, it bothered me because at the same time, I'm like, oh, uh, but that's, that's Don Draper. He's the coolest dude in the world. Sure. He's a, he's a, you know, terrible person, but it doesn't change the fact that he's the coolest dude in the world. Um, but anyway, uh, they were like, fine, get back to, after that meeting, it was just like, get back to work. And they were pissed off about it. Um, so Peggy gets a ring back at, I guess it's nighttime now. Peggy, who has no idea the stuff's going on at the office, gets a call and um, gets a knock on the door. And it's the little boy seeing if he can come watch TV. And she's got a pack. Uh, but he's like, because um, she's going on the trip for Burger Chef. And he's she's like, uh, she said, which which suit do you think looks better? And he doesn't, he's upset because he's moving. And he gives her a big hug. And she's like, my mother is leaving. I don't want to leave. She doesn't love, you know, she doesn't care about me. He goes, Peggy's like, sure you do. Sure she cares about you. That's why she's leaving. That's why she's moving. You'll have a yard and um, I'll come visit you. And he's like, no, you won't. And Peggy got really emotional. Uh, she's connected with this kid. You know, she doesn't have any kids. And yep, you know, you have to say that um, I didn't think about this at the time, but you forget that she did give up a child. So there is someone out there. She had a child with Pete. And that child's out there somewhere, and it's like, um, I don't know. I, you know, it's like she, you wonder if that connection or the connection she's had with this boy, you know, as as small as it may be, still might have kind of conjured up some feelings, some old thoughts of that. And I thought that was pretty, uh, I just thought it was a nice emotional moment for Peggy to be like, you know, upset, so upset that she's... Uh, losing this boy and um, you know maybe it's just more change she just has to deal with more change um, also I forgot Peggy mentioned to the um, to the uh, the handyman there that 
she owns the building. I didn't think I caught that before. She owns the building. I, I, I must be an idiot because I, I, I missed that before. Um, you know, Peggy doesn't like changes very much. You know, you know who? Um, you know what else is changing? <coughs> Excuse me, but um, Don Draper is getting ready for um, to go off to Ohio, and um, he calls Megan. And he kind of spells it out to her. He's like, I don't know. I might be getting fired. I'm not even sure if I'm going out here or not. Um, you know, she's like, well, he goes, I don't even know why I'm still doing it. She's like, well, maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you should stop. He's like, well, I could always move out there. Yeah, that silence, that's what Megan uh, gave him. Just silence. Not, hey, move out here. Just silence. And... I believe in these 30 seconds of, you know, this little phone call uh, where um, Megan says, basically, don't come out here, then it's over. They're done. And Don just has all these, just these great emotions, like with his eyes, like where he realizes it. And um, he's like. You know, you know, I'll always take care of you. And she's like, I don't need you to. He goes, well, you know, I will until you're ready to do it yourself. Uh, you can see they cry a little. There's just tearing up on both ends. But I think this might be the end of Don and Megan. Which, you know, I've seen a picture of uh, Don at the end, end, end. So I don't, I was, I'm always wondering, you know, if he's, if he's, if he's left it all behind, you know, does that include Megan? But maybe Megan's not in the picture anymore. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting somewhere that I, I don't, I don't have any business talking about it. So I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Um, we go back to Sterling Cooper and Roger uh, pops in to uh, uh, talk to Bert, and it was interesting because he was Roger was upset about the whole thing, and Bert was upset about the whole, you know, how everything happened. Um, but he was like, Roger's like, why did you vote for, why did you vote? Yes. He goes, I vote for my person. I care about, he cares about the business. He cares about this, um, you know, his people. And, uh, he wants to, he's like, he doesn't, he doesn't disagree that Jim sees a future and he has this forward vision with the computer and everything. Um, he, he, you know, this cutting edge stuff, but Jim's not his person. Don's his person. So he voted with his person. Um, because that's what he does, but you can almost sense that he doesn't, doesn't disagree that maybe Don, um, should be gone. And he goes, well, I'm a leader. That's what I do. And he said to he called it. He said, Roger's not a leader. And even that was looking back now at the end of the, of the, how the episode ends. It's like, Hmm, I wonder if that's almost something that burned, spawned. Brought you know brought on Roger's um, big idea, and I love big ideas on this show. Um, so Ohio is that we're going Ohio? I forget wherever they're going. It's Burger Chef. Um, it's Harry, Peggy, in in one row in the car, and Don and Megan. Don and Megan. Don and Pete uh, in another row in the plane, the car, and. Uh, it's funny, the pilot's like, you know, while we're flying, there's a, there's a few other pilots up there, and we're going to give a, you know, give our thoughts to them, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the other people, because I don't remember. Uh, and Peggy 
does the sign of the cross and Harry's like, why would you do that? Now I'm nervous because they're off. You know, I, maybe Harry doesn't like to fly, but he seems like he goes back and forth all the time to California. And uh, Pete is like, you're going to do great. You're going to go in there. You're going to you're going to turn on your Don Draper charm. You're going to do awesome. He's like, I'm not. He goes, that's all right. I'm not worried. And um, he's like, maybe you should move to California. You could, you know, um, out with Ted or or. I don't know, he said, Ted is really, like, this is where he said it. It's like, Ted is, like, really losing his mind. He's, like, got a screw loose. He's, like, having a crisis. Um, and then he brought up Lane Price. I was like, oh, Pete, no. Why would you say, like, he almost thinks that he's going to, like, kill himself, like Lane Price? I don't know. Well, there was the whole thing with the plane, so there was. But um, he, he's like, oh, you know, you can go out there and you can, um, and Pete, Don says, um, well, there's nothing for me out there. Pete goes, oh, is Megan moving back here? He just looks at him, and you can see Pete finally figures it out. He's like, oh, and he's like, that marriage is a racket. And Don didn't, didn't did not disagree, but uh, this looks like the end of, as we said, the end of the uh, the the marriage world for Don Draper. So um, we cut to the. Um, oh, I guess we do. We we do see Bobby and we see Gene. Draper doing just playing on a swing set and they get called in because it's time it's happening and this is a cool moment because we see so many different things we see a, a group of family and friends in one house we see uh, Roger with his ex-wife his grandchild and his son-in-law watching it in their place and you realize the daughter's not there because she's still on hippie dippy island we see um, uh, then we see Peggy coming in with two beers for the four of them because um, it turns out that is it Indiana wherever they are it's dry so she had to um, she had to buy the beers off the bell the bellhop the guy at the front desk um, but the four of them Pete Harry uh, Don and Peggy are all watching it from their um, hotel room it's just all these different people watching and and Bert is watching it from his house, his apartment with his with his um his maid, it looks like. Um and it's just a cool moment because I love like seeing their reactions. Uh like Harry was freaked out. He stood up, he was like so animated, he was so uh excited about it and they all thought it was pretty it was amazing. Um I liked you know seeing that moment where was it um Walter Cronkite where he's like he said one small step for man. I didn't quite catch his the second line of that. And then they show uh, Bert Cooper, and you just see this big smile on his face, like he really, like there it is. That's amazing. He's he's lived to see this amazing spectacle. The world will never be the same. And then the next shot is, um, well, then we get uh, a few seconds later. We get Roger gets a phone call. And he just says, oh, shit. And you think, my first thought was his daughter. Something happened to his daughter. But, um, no. We see him go to the office. And what does he do? He walks up and he takes Bert Cooper's name off the door. I'm like, wait a minute. What? We just showed Bert smiling, enjoying the moon landing. And now... Roger is in the office and he's taking the plaque off and 
all of a sudden Joan shows up and she's and she gives him a hug and she's been crying and then Jim Cutler shows up and then Joan mentions I'll get the obituary ready and I'm like oh my god Bert's dead and Jim's like um you know uh I'm sorry about this uh but Jim Jim said you know now we have to talk about the future of of this he's like are you kidding me now in the middle of the night he just died an hour ago he goes well you don't have the votes anymore Jim is just very practical you don't have the votes anymore and um so he's he's ready to force Don out which was like are you kidding me already this that's how this happens um he calls uh Don later on he calls he looks like he stayed in the office and Don's like, how did you know where I am? He's like, oh, I found it on uh, on my secretary's desk. I'm in the office. Uh, Bert died. And he's like, what? And they talked about, like, the last things they said to each other. And then Roger, but Don said, you know, Bert's very proud of you. He, he, he's, he's very proud of you. Um, but remember, Bert said, you're not a leader. He said that to him. Um, and we'll see because, uh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, um. Don then goes to Peggy's office, and I thought he was going to tell Peggy that it's uh, about Bert. But you know what? Maybe it was a better idea that she he didn't, so that he didn't get her all upset with what he was really gonna, which what he ended up telling her, which is, look, I don't know where I'm gonna be, um, and I decided you're giving the presentation. This is yours. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's tomorrow. He goes, um, you're ready. You're ready for this. You are the face of this. If I get forced out of here, if I'm done with this company, um, and if I'm fired, then you're left with nothing. You need to be the lead of this. And she's like freaking out. She's like, oh, we don't even have any alcohol, any liquor to drink. Um, but, you know, Dawn has always, like, loved Peggy. And, like, Dawn always knows, like, as, like, the... As her, his, his, like, like, second, not second coming, like, apprentice, like, someone he passes on his, his power to, because she's so freaking great at the creative stuff, too. Um, but she, he's, she's going to give the presentation. Cut to the next morning, and Roger is in this little diner, and who's there? But the fella from the sauna. Now, I, okay, he worked for, for McCann's. He, he's the one who um, talked about Buick with Roger. And he, Roger brought him there, and this is where, like, the seeds start to get sown, where I start getting excited. Like, back when they left to make Sterling Cooper Draper Price, when they left Sterling Cooper, wasn't Sterling Cooper bought by McCann's then, too? Um, wait a minute, wasn't it originally bought by McCann's? Then they got out? I'm so confused how this worked. They were getting sold to McCann's by the British people. And that's when they got out. That's when Lane Price fired them all so they could start Sterling Cooper Draper Price, which was still one of my favorite moments on this whole series. Uh, and I'm wondering, is it happening again in a weird way, in a different way? So Don, so Roger meets with this guy from McCann's, and he goes, um, they talk about Buick, and um, he said, um, you know, we... Kn- we know I know what you meant we're getting we're getting Chevy he's like well how do you know that or we're getting Buick he goes well because our our Buick company now works for them and so he called 
the guy's like said to Roger, I was like, okay, what do you want? He says, well, what would you, I, I'm kind of get the gist of this because I'm sure I didn't get it right, but it seemed like they wanted to take on their team, you know, Don Draper, uh, Ted Shaw, uh, Roger, and um, he's, Roger's like, why don't you buy the whole company? So Roger says, why don't you buy our company, Sterling Cooper Draper Price, um, we keep everything the same, but you own the company and then you get the client back. So it's like you never lost anything. Uh, and the guy's like, interesting, interesting prospect. Um, I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this guy's trying, he, he doesn't want, uh, but I think he's a no Jim Cutler or something like that. He doesn't want Jim Cutler there. So it's like, oh my God, they're trying to get rid of the, uh, the CGC people. And I love it. So we cut back over to uh, Burger Chef. And what can I say? They killed it. Peggy gave the presentation. You know, we didn't see the whole thing, but she gave the presentation about, you know, the supper table and the supper table having, uh, you know, supper at Burger Chef. Uh, and she gave an awesome presentation. And Eugene from The Walking Dead loved it. He's like, that's beautiful. She's like, well, I'm glad you like it. That's the name of the story. Family Supper at Burger Chef. That's the name of the spot. Um, so obviously they must have killed it because we don't see anything else from that. And then we go back and there's Don coming home to his empty apartment. But who's there? Roger's there. And Roger's like, listen, and he gives him the plan about the whole McCann thing. And Don's like, McCann, I didn't want to work. For, I, wouldn't, I don't want to work for McCann. That's why, that's why we got away from them in the first place. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. We, we can still be, you can, we can still keep our jobs, keep our locations keep our name um we just become a subsidiary of them and i run them you won't work for mccann you work for me and it doesn't seem like don loved it loved the idea but he's like you got my vote but i didn't love the idea very much so then we cut back to um to the office the next day and ted shaw's there they're there because of bert ted shaw is um you know ready to uh he apologizes for the way he's been but he wants to get out. He's he's done. He doesn't want to do this anymore. So they all come into Roger's office, and Roger's like, "Listen, before we go out there to give a talk, uh, and Jim Cutler's all ready to get rid of Don." And Roger's like, "Listen, I want to talk to you. Um, here's here's what we're gonna do." And he gives the whole plan of MG of uh, McCann wanting to buy them out, own fifty one percent, which means your shares will be, like Joan, your share will be worth a million dollars. And, you know, whatever, something like that. And Pete, Pete's like, I have 10 shares. And so they all would make a ton of money off of this. And Ted Shaw was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. But they need Ted Shaw to be on board. And Jim Cutler's like, you can't do this. You don't have the votes. You don't, he, he, he's like, oh, he goes, I don't need you, Jim Cutler. You're not, I forget what it was. They don't, all they want is me and Don and Ted. Um, those are the people that must be in. Harry comes in again and goes, I'm here for the meeting. This is a partner's meeting. You didn't sign. You didn't sign yet. You're not a partner. He goes, I, I accept the, the, I accept the, the, um, the, the, whatever it was, the, the stipulations. And he's like, get out of here. It's only a beeswax. So Harry, he's still not a partner and he got kicked out of the office. Maybe he won't be a partner because he doesn't give a crap about, about, um, Cutler Harry and the computer. He said that to Don. He's like, if we keep doing it this way, it's just going to be Jim Cutler, Harry, and the stupid computer. Um, so Roger concocted this awesome plan on his own, brought it to them, 
show them how much money they're going to make if they if they vote for it and um it ends up becoming unanimous they all vote for it even though jim wasn't in for it they like he he looks at jim he's like really and cutler's like well it is a lot of money uh which i thought was funny you know it's like he doesn't want to do it but what the hell if we're gonna be selling this much um now that bert is out of the picture I mean, this is, um, oh, and the, the way they got Ted on board was was Don Draper being Don Draper. He's like, look, what if you didn't have to do the, the partners, the voting, this, that, and just did the work, the creative? He goes, I didn't, I didn't know what I missed until it was gone. And you don't want to, you don't want to discover what that's like. And, um, Jim, you, I think Jim was like, you're going to let him, you're going to let that work. He, the way he the last time he talked you into something, which is like going to California, but whatever it was, it worked. So then uh, we go outside, and I think they're going to give the, the speech about uh, Don Draper. I mean, about uh, Burt Cooper. And I'm assuming he's also going to give the announcement about the M- the McCann stuff. But um, Peggy comes up to Don and says, we got Burger Chef. We did it. They have a nice hug. And then Don's like, she goes, where are you going? He goes, I'm going back to work. He didn't want to stay for the speech, didn't want to hear it. He just walked away, and we went with him. So we don't even know what the speech was. We don't know where it went from there. But when he comes downstairs, uh, he, and I have to tell you, I watched this with my hand over my face. He turns, and he sees Bert. He's like, Bert? And then Bert starts singing a song. The best things in life are free. Um, and, right, isn't the best things in life, that's the song. It was interesting that he was singing. The lines were like, you know, we all, no one owns the moon, something like that. And it was interesting because this was the whole moon landing episode. Um, that, that was a cool song to choose. But it's like a song and dance moment. There's music. Bert, who's dead, is singing. Women are dancing around him. And I have to be honest with you. My first thought was Don had a stroke or he fell down the stairs. And this was a vision. So I'm putting my hand over my head going, oh my God, there's like a minute and a half left in this episode. They're going to cut at any moment and see Don, people standing over Don. Help him, help him, help him. And that's how it's going to end. No, and it's just Don kind of like having some sort of, not vision, but he was like, he was just like daydreaming or something about Bert not being there anymore. And it just, for us, it it was uh, visualized as a, uh, a musical number. Hmm. And that's how the episode, he kind of stood, sat there on the edge of a desk, and that's how the episode ended. And that's how the first half of the final season of Mad Men ended. So, where do we stand from here? Sally kissed a nerd. So that's really all we need to worry about there. Um, the McCann, I guess, is going to buy out Sterling Cooper, Draper Price. Uh, Sterling Cooper and Partners, I should say. Jim is going to lose power, I'm assuming, but he's going to gain a lot of money. Uh, Don is getting his his mojo back, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, it seems like life is good based on the photograph of the photograph of the f- little thumbnail in Netflix because Rogers is standing around women, and he's got a big mustache. So you know, pff, what else could be? He seems to change. Like the beginning of the season, he was naked with hippies. Now he's Got a mustache with more ladies. Very excited for for Roger. He's had quite a year. Um, so, first half of the season. Let's let's see where we are with this half of the season. Um, Peggy. Peggy is doing great. Uh, 
as far as um, in the office. You know, she, especially with winning Burger Chef, that is humongous for her. Now, she lives on her own. She owns the building, but she has a friend who is, seems to be this young boy who is now moving away. But there was a handyman who I think she wants to get handy with. Pete. Pete doesn't barely sees his wife anymore, barely knows his daughter, is off in California all the time, but he might be spending more time in New York, he said. Um, especially the, the wanting to get away from Ted. We'll see what happens with that now. Um, but he's got his own realtor, quote-unquote, his girlfriend. And um, he's still very much a glad-hander. You know, very much big, stupid, fake smile. Um, which, he's good at what he does, even though sometimes, or a lot of the times, he annoys me. And he's he hasn't been a sociopath as much as he used to be. He used to be a lot creepier with that gun in his office. Uh, very much so. Very, very much so. Oh, wait a minute. Was is is this the year that his mother was lost at sea? My God, he, he forgot. So his mother... It, it, no, this can't all be the same season. That was last season, right? I'm so lost. Where we had we had Bob hitting on, on Pete and Pete's mother falling off a cruise ship. I mean, I don't remember, but a lot's happened to Pete. Um... Where we stand with Dawn. Let's just get where we stand. I can't do the whole first half of memory. But Dawn seems to be like his marriage is over. His job might be back to be doing, you know, um, back at a better level. So that's good. Ken still has one eye. Um, Joan was proposed to by Bob. But Joan knows Bob's gay, so she's like, you shouldn't be with a woman. Um, she's doing good. I think she's doing very good uh, financially as far as with the business. But, you know, and then I guess her mother lives with her full time now. She always seems to be there. Um, Roger really had a hard time with his daughter. Now he's losing. Now he's lost Bert. Remember how hard it was when he lost his mom? Um Man, he's 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 had a lot of loss, and uh, it, you know that daughter thing. I think really bothers him, especially now that he just has the grandkid with him all the time. Um, where else? Who else? Who else? Did I say Don? His you know his marriage is over. I, I mentioned that. I'm sure a lot happened. A lot happened. But you know what? I don't. This really. I just want to focus. I shouldn't talk about the whole season so far because we're not done. Even though Mad Men took a long break between episodes 7 and 8, we're only going to take a week. Because that's what we do. So, I'm done here because it's getting late and I'm getting tired. What a great, it was a great episode. I can't wait to see what happens next. That's when it's like, you know it's a great episode. When it, You're not like, oh, that was nice, I'm done. But when something happens to the point where it's like, oh my God, I need to see the next episode to see what happens next. How do they address this? That's good television. And this was a great episode. So I want to tell you a couple things. Number one, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. The podcast has its own Twitter at MadeManPod. And the website, FansNotExperts.com, has its own Twitter at FansNotExperts. And, um, yeah, I think I'm done. 
So, I want to thank you. <laughs> thank you for cons- consistently listening, downloading, and supporting me. You're wonderful people. <laughs> I'm getting tired. And uh, I walked 20,000 steps today. Just want to throw that out there. I took my dog to the park twice. Got a lot of steps at the grocery store. 20,000 steps, that's close to 10 miles. About and my, 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 uh, my little toes are barking. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I know that I'm talking too much and I'm rambling. So I'm going to go back into my finale voice. And I'm going to say thank you for listening. And thank you for... Uh, subscribing, and thank you for coming along on this journey. We are almost done, which is crazy. Thank you for coming along on this journey as I strive to become a maid. Fans not experts.